Is that the J Balvin song? <laughs> I don't know. That's what... every reggaeton beat. That's all I'd say. That sounds like everything. It doesn't sound like unique. Welcome to this Mod Podcast number 60. Motherfucking 60. That's 12 times 5. That's 10 times 6. That's 7 times something very weird. I don't know what. Something. For all like... you math uh, nerds out there. Yeah. I'm trying to... All you people knowing your times tables. Remember when you used to have to memorize times tables? I bet kids don't even do that shit anymore. They just like look at their phones and like, boo 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 boo. Yeah, like kids are gonna fuck. be stupid yeah, no, as I'd, fuck, dude. I probably have like a maybe sixth grade like math ability right now. It's been so long since I fucking did your times tables. Did my times tables? Well, it's been one times two weeks since we dropped a podcast, and we apologize for taking a little break. We didn't really mean to take a break. There's just been a lot of uh, shite going on. Uh, some work stuff's uh, pretty busy. And then some life stuff got in the way. Um, we were going to record one last week, but uh, some stuff happened. <laughs> I'll just dive right into that so shit. I don't, I don't care. Um, a good friend of mine passed away last week um, on, on Wednesday. And... Um, that uh kind of threw things for a loop for me because uh i really just didn't feel like talking about stuff it was weird yeah honestly i was telling uh i forget who I was telling this to i was telling my mom or somebody i was just like you know what i'm like 40 years old and i've actually never lost somebody who's close to me like i've had relatives pass away <clears throat> but i wasn't like that close to them you know i didn't have like a bank of memories of like wacky shit that we did together or yeah. dope shit or even fucked up shit. I just never had somebody that I spent a lot of time with pass away and somebody who I considered a friend or a very close family member. Yep. yep. So uh, last Wednesday, uh, my friend of 12 years, Ethan Holzman, who is an editor, a film editor, uh, unfortunately passed and uh, I knew he'd been sick. That's another thing I feel really bad about is I never made it down to go see him because he lives in L.A. And he basically had a heart attack uh, three weeks ago. And um, he'd been in the hospital. I had been in touch with him and his wife. I actually spoke to him once and we joked around. I was like, motherfucker, you trying to be Kevin Smith? Yeah. Because <laughs> Kevin Smith had a heart attack and he recovered and everything. So I, 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 my friend is not that old. He's like, He was 52. Um, so I expected him to make a recovery, but things got more complicated as the weeks went on. And unfortunately he had, a he, after he had the heart attack a few weeks later, as he was still getting treatment, he had a fucking stroke, which I think basically like a blood clot ends up traveling to your brain and then literally part of your brain just hemorrhages. So last Wednesday in the middle of the night. Um, Ethan returned back to his maker, back to Earth. And uh, yeah, I, I took off on Thursday and Friday. I went to L.A. Um, and it was kind of crazy, dude. I um, I called up, you know, his wife and his, his brother. And I was like, yo, whatever you guys need, like, let me know. You know, I'll come down there tomorrow um, if you need help with the funeral or the arrangements, whatever. You know, I was like, anything, just let me know. And the last thing that I kind of expected, I really did not expect this at all, but he was like, "Do you, would you give a eulogy 
Shit. at the service that's what they asked me to do yeah and that was uh that was you know wednesday night when they asked me or something like that and i was just like oh shit like that didn't cross my mind <laughs> I, I didn't know that was on the list <laughs> i was like fuck but i said you know anything you need like yep. i will do it yep and so uh I fucking did it. I, I gave a eulogy uh, first time ever. Like I said, I don't think I've ever had been close to anybody who would even consider me giving them a eulogy right? or their family even doing that. Yeah. Um, so Thursday, um, we drove down to L.A. And I pretty much spent most of that day just in my head trying to figure out, like, what to say. And uh, it was so fucked up, dude. I, I mean... I'm not going to say I hope you never have to do this because it's actually kind of a really dope experience. It's actually really beautiful if you can, like, pull it off. You know, his brother was telling me, he's like, there's no way I'm going to talk. Like, yeah. I'll start crying. I won't be able to pull it off, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I hit up uh, I hit up Larry, his brother. And the first thing, one of the first things I asked was like, all right, cool, man, I'll do it. And then... Uh, I, I hit him up on Thursday, the day before. I was supposed to do it Friday morning, and then I was like, um, "How how G rated or how <laughs> yeah. how family friendly am I supposed to keep this thing?" You know, right, right. I didn't know like if I was supposed to just be like a bunch of bullshit platitudes or like if they wanted some real shit, you know? Yeah. Because Ethan was real. First of all, like, That's e- sort of, yeah, you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to, like. What were you gonna say? Like, I just I unfortunately never met him, but I heard a lot about him. Yeah, but I. From what I gathered, yeah, he seemed like a like a raw kind of dude or yeah, to fuck around and shit. So. Yeah, yeah, he was so crazy. He pretty much <laughs> did not give a shit. Like, right, would right. tell you whatever was on his fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so he's like, "It's Ethan, man. Tell it like it is, you know." <laughs> and I was like, right, "Okay." You asked for it then. Yeah, I was like, "All right, cool," you know. Um, and so yeah, man, like you know, Ethan, um. He was this little Jewish dude. He was probably like 5'3". Really? Yeah, he was this 5'3", little Jewish dude. He looked like fucking Frodo or something. <laughs> like He just like was this little small barrel-chested dude. Uh, it's really sad. He, he had a wife, and he had a 7-year-old daughter. Fuck. You know, well, he has her. She's still obviously alive. Yep. So he leaves behind his wife and his 7-year-old daughter, uh, which is just fucking heartbreaking. But, um... Yeah, man, I, 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 I'll I give like a brief, I'll, I'll summarize my eulogy, and I think that describes uh, Ethan in some way. Sure. Um, so I first met Ethan when I started doing my short, short, my first short film, The Grass Grows Green, which is exactly 12 years ago. So we shot it, and I mean, I wrote it, directed it, shot it, whatever, and then I was like, I have to find like the dopest editor, you know? Yeah. And so what did I do? I put an ad in Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Uh, in LA. I was like, I got to go to LA, you know? And so this friend of mine, I asked him, can I crash on your couch for a month? I'm going to edit a short film in LA. I'm going to find an editor and then, um, you know, whatever. And so I put an ad in Craigslist and I, I interviewed, I think, four or five um, editors and then Ethan was like, yeah, come to my house. And so I went to his house, you know, to do an interview or to meet him. Right. And the first thing he's like, yo, you know, it was around lunchtime. He's like, oh, let's go get some some lunch. And so he took me to this place, which is called uh, Don Antonio's Cantina, huh. which is in West L.A. on Pico. And it's dope. It's like this kind of like, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't really. I had, that's the first time actually that I spent a lot of time in L.A. 
like more than like a few days right, right. visiting like Larissa's family or something. And so I'm like, yeah, I got a film and I'm like, I want to be this director and shit. And we're at this downtown, like you're outside and it's really sunny. You go inside of downtown's and it's just like cool, dark, kind of like a speakeasy sort of place. Like all the booths have this nice like leather, fake leather stuff. And like people are just chatting and having these meetings or supposedly. And uh, I was like, oh shit, this is dope, you know? So go to this Mexican place. We ordered like margaritas, chips and salsa, and like carnitas. I was like, man, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he starts like going over my script. You know, he had printed out the script for Grass Goes Green because I sent him the script beforehand. Right, right. So he had all these notes on it and has ideas and shit. And I'm just like, damn, like I'm in LA, man. We're gonna like talking to this editor, you know? <laughs> we're gonna like make, my, we're gonna edit my film, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, by the end of it, he's like, he's I, I somehow mentioned that, uh, you know, I had, uh, this was before we had memory sticks. I had it on tapes, mini Shit. DV tapes. Uh-huh. I had five mini DV tapes. So it was five hours worth of footage. And I was like, yeah, I actually have the tapes in my car. And he was like, you do? And Ethan had these crazy eyes. And like, uh-huh. he, he'd move his hands a lot. He's like, really? You know? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah. He's like, let's go back to my house. <laughs> And so we fucking, he had, used to drive this fucked up Jeep, this like beat up ass Jeep without like a top. Uh-huh. And he like, it was nasty. He had like socks. He and, did? He, yeah, he oh, did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Had, like we, cause we took the this Jeep. This is still the interview process here? Yeah, this is still the interview to... process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, we get back in the Jeep. We haul us back to his house. And at the time he was, he and his wife, they had just been married a couple of years and they lived in a tiny like one bedroom apartment. And he had his editing station set up in their living room, like literally in the living room. He had like a big desk and like his, his monitors there. And uh, so we go back to his place and he immediately takes the tapes and starts like uh, digitizing them. Mm-hmm. You digitize them and put them into Final Cut. Right. And shit. that afternoon he started like cutting. And he's like, oh, we could do this and that, you know. Right, right. And I was like, fuck, I guess we got an editor, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember that night, Larissa was like, I told Larissa, I said, yeah, we have an editor, you know? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, shit, what's he like? And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Larissa knows, like, I always, like, hang out with, like, kind of, like, weird people or want to, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, oddballs or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, uh, he's just, like, this crazy little Jewish dude, you know? He's mm-hmm. cool, though, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know if she's going to think he's, like, crazy or because he's not, like, he's not, like, an artsy kind of guy. Yeah. Put it that way. You know, he's not like a touchy feely, like artsy indie guy at all. I mean, I was 28, 29. I was 29 at the time. Uh Ethan was 40. Right, right. You know, or 41. So here's this guy who's 41. Literally, his reel was like these 90s movies, these B movies, Hmm. like these kind of like, like Showtime B movies. And I mean, it was kind of a dope reel, but it, you wouldn't have been like, yeah, this is the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was like, yeah, we have an editor. And so then I literally spent the next five weeks at this guy's house. Holy like, shit. I was going to, I was staying with my friend in another part of LA, but every morning I would drive to Ethan's house and I would sit on his couch and he was editing. Huh. And so, you know, we, we, we spent that time like really, you know, it was like that sort of like, editing situation that you imagine where the director is sitting next to the editor yeah yeah and you're literally working together that's what it was like five weeks in a row and so i got to know this guy super well that summer that's crazy 
think I knew that part that you lived there, or that you were basically in LA for that long. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I had taken four months off of mm-hmm. work, and and yeah. uh, I, that was part of the the time. Is like I'm gonna be in LA and I'm gonna edit this thing with an editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I put this on uh, on Instagram, but one of the things that he said I remember that made me laugh was that. We were like arguing about, not arguing, but I was like, should we put this thing in or like, should we try this? And I kind of felt bad because I was like, I don't want to waste this time, but yeah. I also didn't want to look stupid because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right, right. And then Ethan was always kind of open to stuff. And he said, uh, he said, eh, you know, just let's just try it. You know, is it editing is like sex. He's like, you put it in. If you don't like it, you just fucking take it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, some brilliant advice there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not the most uh, me too advice, but (laughs) (laughs) editing is like sex, people. Just put it in. If you don't like it, take it out. Effects to that. Ethan Holzman. And then, yeah, dude, literally, like, when I was leaving L.A. after we finished editing it, I had burned a copy on a DVD. I put it in one of those carriers, those mailing things. And on the way out of L.A., I stopped at the post office, and I put it in the mail to, like, a few film festivals. Yeah. Four months later, we were at Sundance. Nice. So that was the 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 first little Hollywood story of meeting Ethan. <laughs> um, but here was the twist on on the on the the story, is that I was saying that like really one of the things I learned uh, from Ethan when uh, when we were there when I first met him like so I was working there usually from like ten a.m. until seven p.m. or so. Right. <clears throat> and then his wife would come home from work. His wife, Becky, would come home like around, I don't know, like 5.30 or 6 or something like that. And it was funny. Like, he would always jump out of his seat and be like, Becky's here. Uh-huh. And he would like run to the door and like open the door and like, welcome, honey. And he would give her like this goofy little kiss. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, what the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. it just seemed really goofy to me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, this guy's like fucking whipped. It was just really weird. Like, I thought it was really weird because I, I, and as I said at the eulogy, like, I didn't grow up in a house like that, like, where people were, like, affectionate towards each other. Right. Like, my parents weren't like that. Huh. Um, you know, they weren't, like, kissy people. I mean, eh, I saw them kiss sometimes, but, like, the sort of thing where, like, kind of that routinely, routine, like, yeah. Aussie and Harriet. I don't know if that's the right reference or yeah. not, but that 1950s sort of, like, honey, you know, and you come home and you yeah. kiss him, you know, and on the way out, you say, I love you, and, you know, that sort of shit. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. But he was doing that, you know? And I was like, this guy's fucking whooped, man. He's yeah. like a little bitch or whatever. <laughs> um, but after a while, after I got to know him and then I got to know Becky, I was like, oh, this is, like, real. Like, they really like each other, <laughs> you know? They're not repressing all of their emotions. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like every <laughs> fucking Mexican, Mexican man. man that I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I was I just, like, after a while, I was like, this is dope. Like, they really love each other. And they're not afraid to show it. Yeah. And Ethan doesn't give a shit what you think. Yeah. And yeah. he was that way about everything. He really did not give a shit what you thought. And so he didn't care what I thought, how he was acting goofy around his wife. Right, right. And so, yeah, I said, you know, like, Ethan really did kind of teach me to be, like, a better husband. Yeah, You know, a yeah. better partner and a better family man. And he really loved his daughter, man. Shit. He, like, really, like, was so happy to, like, be with her and, like, was playing with her. And he would, like, he learned how to play the ukulele and was always hanging out with her and shit. Um, the other thing, the last thing I'll say about Ethan is that, like, he was also, like, in the same way that he didn't give a shit about what he thought about how he behaved around his family and stuff, like, he was, like, politically, like, 
he was so pro Bernie. He was like ahead of the curve. Like he like on Facebook, he was, you know, he's like super anti-Trump, super yeah, yeah. like pro ACLU. Hmm. Like he's read a lot of history. He's Jewish. Like he knows like what the fuck can happen. He, he's <laughs> read all this sh- shit. And he was always out there. He like used to take his daughter to like the pussy protests. Hmm. He was out there like in LA at the women's marches with his daughter and shit. And they made <clears throat> banners and stuff. So he really, really cared. Like he just really liked people, man. He was a crazy fucking little dude. That sucks ass, man. That definitely uh, fucking a. Um, yeah, I don't. I've never myself had someone close really pass away like that either. So can only imagine. Uh, fucking yeah, that that really blows, man. That start here, obviously. Uh, um, like I said just a second ago, yeah, I had never actually met him in person. Yeah. But I gathered, yeah, that he was just a cool dude and just said whatever the fuck he wanted, like you're saying. And, yeah. That's kind of what all his friends and his brother and um, he had a bunch of, he grew up in Michigan. So he mm-hmm. had like five of his, he has five close friends who, you know, all the way from elementary school. Shit. His best friend. He he lived next door to him from uh-huh. when they were nine months old. Shit. And so, I was talking to him for a bit, and um, that he, happened when it was on Friday. Yeah the 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 memorial the service and the burial was on Friday, so that was four whatever three days ago or something like that. Pretty much like dude, like I had to basically like practice in my head actually i was this is a, another long story larissa was like trying to buy a car because uh-huh. her lease is up and all this stuff and so thursday night we drove down to la and she saw this car that was available at this dealership and she's like and i was like yeah fuck it let's just go like if it looks like a good car let's go get it we're down here i'm yeah. not technically doing anything else uh-huh. uh, but she was inside of the dealership negotiating this thing mm-hmm. i just i just sat on the, in the street on the car in the car writing this thing and reading it over and over and basically letting myself like fucking cry yeah <laughs> so that i did so that i wouldn't cry on friday right right right. you know it was just uh, like i would say it and i just like gotta start crying i'm like god damn it yeah like fuck i can't fucking I can't fucking cry tomorrow i don't like i want to finish this thing you know <laughs> so i basically had to get it all out on fucking thursday night so yeah. i was sitting in fucking long beach in Shit. my car reading this eulogy crying and just like getting it out and getting it out <clears throat> and then like finally pretty much by friday morning like I, ha- I had to stop myself i think twice during the eulogy and just kind of like compose myself a little bit but it's hard yeah it's it's uh it's not a I, I'm not gonna say it's not fun because it actually was fun. I really liked telling like the stories and like actually like people were like, like they really enjoyed it and like they were cracking up, you know, when I was when I was yeah, doing yeah. eulogy and like shit and like afterward at the at the house and stuff, a bunch of people were like, oh, thank you very much. That was super nice and super cool to hear that story. And you know, a lot of people from other from the other uh, states that came for the funeral, like they don't know anything about his LA stuff. You yeah, know? true, true. They know yeah. he's a filmmaker, but they don't know like what it's like and what the data aid is to to work with somebody or whatever. So, right. people are just like, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't know a lot of the sides of Ethan, and now it's just really beautiful to hear that stuff and whatever. So, it was cool, man. I'm yeah. I'm super happy they let me do it. That's cool. Yeah, it's just a very awkward situation, of course, mm-hmm. but. But um, I think, yeah, just, I, feel, I mean, I feel like I obviously don't know him or didn't know him, but 
he probably would have wanted something along the lines of what happened. He didn't, probably wouldn't have wanted someone to sugarcoat it in any way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone who just uh, just fucking clowns a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Fucked up ass situation. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So anyway, what, rest in peace, fucking Ethan Holzman. Take a sip to this. Man yeah, here. drinking some forties here. We give a <laughs> give a little. Uh, no, they're not forties. They're twenty fours. Twenty four. We're drinking twenty fours. Actually, um. Wednesday night, the, the the date. Well, man, I was driving to work on Wednesday when I got the news. I had to pull over, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Yeah. And then I had to go to work because I had all this shit going on. And then it pretty much was like immediately like, "Okay, I'm gonna take off tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, because I'm gonna go down there." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "I definitely have to go to work today to just get a bunch of shit off my plate." So I pretty much had to hold it together all day Wednesday and just kind of act like nothing was going on. Obviously, told yeah. my manager and whatever. And then when I when I was on my way home on Wednesday night, I stopped at the liquor store, bought a beer like this, <laughs> and I just fucking sat outside for a while. It's like, oh, never know, man. You really don't. Hug your loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, recipe season, Holzman. Love you, dude. Fucking um, try to make you proud. He was actually a very big Desmadre fan. He was a fucking Patreon supporter of Desmadre. And he was always down and always, like, telling me stuff about it. Like, I saw him wearing one of our shirts once. So, he was super supportive of everything, man. So, thanks, Ethan. We'll always remember you, buddy. Fucking okay. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, uh, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> We fucking, uh, segue out of this shit. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, fucked Donald up situations, Trump. we got Donald Trump fucking separating parents from their children. Yeah. Um, uh, we saw that, uh, made a, a note about how the, the, our Facebook audience versus the Instagram. Yeah. Sort of is, you can but, see the demographic a little clearer in terms of. Basically, older Mexican people, Mexican dudes who are just pro-Trump are on Facebook and they yeah, um, kick back at any sort of uh, criticism against him. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely yeah. a lot more Trumpies on Facebook than on Instagram. Yeah. Um, although, it is still overwhelmingly anti-Trump because if you look at the amount of yeah. likes and shares we get on True. those things, they completely, they're like yeah. 97% to 3%, you know? Yeah, uh, but there are more vocal Trump supporters on our Facebook page yeah. than there are on. Instagram. One of them is a dude I went to high school with. This is hilarious. This white dude. I know. I've seen that. <laughs> and then this other guy I kind of went to high school with too, who's basically white, and he's this Latino dude who, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Um, is very fucking. <laughs> oh y'all, y'all some socialists now? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Especially with the the Mexican people, I know that there's a we've talked about this before, but there's obviously a fucking Mexican people or Latino people, uh, marginalized people who still fuck with Trump. I don't understand and that at all. I man. guess it's just you know fucking assimilation is a very complex. They don't see issue. race, brother. <laughs> yeah. They don't see race. Yeah, right. This uh, you're stupid. It doesn't yeah. matter what the, you're yeah. you're living your life in a fucking. You know, a microcosm like of it, get your, out. you're living your life in a microcosm on the color of your skin, brother. Yeah. You know what's you funny know. is actually um, I went to Marshall's 
yesterday. Okay. <laughs> good, good. All right. I like this. And, uh, Why not Ross? Uh, it was just Marshall's was, was the close one. And uh, I, f- I found these shoes, you know. I like this. $30. That's a nice deal. And then uh, this, full, uh, uh, this guy that works upstairs, he's like, oh, uh, you got the KK. K shoes on, huh? Don't you? Oh, yeah, that's right. New Balance is the official <laughs> the shoe. New Balance. The, yeah. I have officially um, tr- betrayed my own race. God the cause. damn it, dude. The, um, yeah, I, I had I actually had not even fucking heard of that at all until I looked at really? it. Really? I was like, shit. I heard of that and I actually bought some. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, but. So how do you so, feel about that? Are you gonna return them? No, nah, hell no. It's just you know, does does New Balance still get a cut from the Marshalls people if they? I, I mean, think... technically no. Marshalls has already bought those. Oh yeah. But yeah. I mean, just the fact that you'd be seen out in public wearing those mm-hmm. is fuck. Yeah. Um, you know. Just pretty uh, maybe much. just put draw on them or something. Just put like no Trump. Just <laughs> <laughs> got the N there. So no a Trump. No Trump. <laughs> so fucking a Marshall. They should um. They need to. There should be like a. Eventually, I mean, you can already do this, but yeah, when, while you're out shopping, you just have to check on your smartphone for every single company. Just Wikipedia <laughs> real quick and make sure. You should have like an app where you nothing. can take a picture or like yeah. scan a barcode and be it's like, like prob or something. Is this problematic. The, does this Trump? <laughs> does this is this woke? The woke yeah. product qualifier. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, wow. this is I, I. You know, it feels like we're kind of hitting peak anti-Trumpness with yeah. what's happened over the last few weeks with the children getting separated and whatnot. Yeah, it's all. I mean, I mean, a lot of people said this, but it just really sucks ass that it's um just like another sort of political like bargaining chip. I I mean, it feels as someone who is you know not necessarily like politically savvy. It just feels like he's You're fucking. Very politically savvy, savvy. On, I feel man. like he's just Give doing some it. Credit. <laughs> he's um. It's just clear that he's doing the same shit that he's been doing his entire motherfucking time, just riling up his base, uh, keep the fucking the 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 brown people out. Um, what what I don't understand is why, <clears throat> not so much the outrage because the outrage is justified, or whatever, but. Um, anybody who's like, oh my God, he's crossing the line, you know, it's yeah. like, motherfuckers, like he said he was going to do this. Exactly. Yeah. Literally the day he launched his campaign, he yeah, said exactly. that he fucking hated that, Mexicans. That's <laughs> the whole, the Mexicans who are pro Trump is just seriously somewhat mind boggling. Cause yeah, like, like in 2015, whenever it was, he fucking descended the golden elevator, the Trump tower, he fucking came down and gave his press conference and he said you know the famous now infamous motherfucking uh people are rapists and they're not mm-hmm. bringing their best mm-hmm. it's like as soon as i heard that back then i was like oh shit so i guess we're anti-trump now like hardcore like anti-trump from like i don't mo- understand why people <laughs> wouldn't like why you'd be like still giving him the benefit of the doubt after hearing that yeah like yeah. he it is that so was like three years ago at this point which is fucking crazy yeah <clears throat> it's so overtly fucked yeah that why would you give anyone who said that the benefit of that and be like well he's yeah. just saying that yeah, yeah, yeah. like th- you're not supposed to say that yeah yeah <laughs> that's the whole fucking point he's giving a voice though I, d- I didn't read that article yet but the are the like white 
the what is it called the white extinction anxiety yeah yeah that's probably true on some level and you know it's valid but you know it's fucking 2018 it's not (laughs) because they still have it way better they still have it way better than anyone else yeah and, and they just want to keep it that way. They want to be the... <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious, man. Like, you know, like, it's like barbecue Becky and now permit yeah. Patty. <laughs> so tight. <laughs> not not those women, of course, just fucking horrible ass people. But the fact that the internet, you know, this fucking double-edged sword. Yo, yo, the internet. yo, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, revive you later. I got to get like, uh, uh, on, uh, on Photoshop uh-huh. and like find like some garbage pail kids yeah. and like edit one to, to make it like barbecue Becky and like permit Patty and yeah, like they're yeah. holding like a cell phone. They, they kind of resemble the garbage. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. They're like all like kind of fucking overweight white women mm-hmm. like who are, who, who shouldn't be wearing Lululemon. Yeah. But they're wearing it anyway because they can afford it fucking ladies man what the fuck this is the fuck i mean i bet those this is also related to what we're just saying of people being i don't know or are these people uh i mean make the assumption that they're trump supporters but you know what the thing is i don't think they are but i think in in trends the only reason they're not is because they live in the bay area yeah if these two women still lived in like minnesota and were like you know fucking daryl their high school sweetheart yeah and and daryl worked down at the you know at the lumber yard yeah oh you know they'd be pro-trump the yeah. only difference is they can't be pro-trump here so they're not but their fucking behavior is trump they're they yeah. you know they're their instinct yeah they got that that white fight <laughs> this is the the yeah. difference in white flight. I mean, it's just awesome that the you know the internet comes through on. Sometimes it's very just fucking toxic, but at other yeah. times it. It's that Sean King. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you hear that? What what fucking permit Patty? What her business was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this fucking lady has had a a, a da. Uh, she, <laughs> this makes you laugh. She had a business that sold like basically edibles for dogs. Yeah. Or pets. So like if your dog had arthritis or was like crazy like my dog, yeah, my cat, I mean, you could get him some CBD oil, yeah, and uh, and then like she was interviewed somewhere and she said like, well, you know, it's not really illegal, but you know, nobody really cares. And then she had the nerve to call <laughs> an eight-year-old selling yeah. water. Oh this my is, gosh! Some people um, take out their stress in very interesting ways. And if that way is fucking calling the cops on a child, then you she just, tried you to go. You need to find a different way. Like there's she, just there's she was no trying to say that excuse uh, for that kind of shit. What what her excuse was that um, this eight year old's mom or her aunt or whoever was with her was out there screaming the whole time, being like water bottles, water bottles, <laughs> and she was like, and she was like. It was annoying and 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 all day long, and they were super noisy. And I told them to be quiet, and yeah. I closed my window. Yeah. But it's still like they kept yelling, and <clears> then <throat> she said, "I just acted like I was calling the cops." Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, man. good riddance to that woman slash not really. Permit and in a hundred years, like these people are gonna be in the history books 
of, of like America, America. I hope like, not. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope not, man. It'll be a footnote. A I hope. Footnote. I hope these four years are just a footnote. Yeah. It's like, man, that was that year that like America got like a pretty bad hemorrhoid. Yeah. And they kind of got, you know, they took care of it. You know, yeah. it was a, it was it was some a children sh- were stripped away. From yeah. Their families. It was a it was shitty casual. shitty four years. It was a, <laughs> a very uncomfortable itch. Yeah, because uh, I feel like even. I try and keep up to date, but it's uh, like what what happened? What the fuck happened today? Mister Eric Prince is about to get his fucking go down as well. For what? Um, is that the the guy from Blackwater? Yeah, yeah. What's he doing? See, that's what I'm saying. Like this There's is too much. Super important shit. But a special counsel obtains Trump ally Eric Prince's phones and computer. Damn. So that's uh, Betsy DeVos's brother, right? That's right. Yeah. These guys are all garbage. This is the white, uh, the These, supreme, the elite whiteness that people are scared. Is this guy extinct. is basically like a war profiteer. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. this guy. Yeah. Fuck these guys making money off the war. Uh, Can't end privatization of war. Special counsel obtains Trump ally Eric Prince's phones and computer. God damn. Man, I fucking hope to God. That Mueller has a fucking tight ass security detail around him. Yeah, I'll put some money. In, I'll put some money into that bucket myself. <laughs> Man, where's the fucking? There's gotta be GoFundMe for we that. See if, if Vegas is like like Ooh, actively. Um, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, that's. They have to have like bets going on shit, like when Trump will be impeached. Apparently, when, when Eric oh, will come out. Eric Prince wrote a book called Civilian Warriors. The inside story of Blackwater and the unsung heroes of the nice. war on terror. Good job. Motherfucker. Yeah, you, you care. You really contributed to society here. Yeah. To, uh, those people, yeah, they're, they, they've got to be, they have some fucking powerful disconnect from the shit that's happening. Uh, just like, they've got, they probably just think that they're like the, an actual like elite class. They well, when you have that much money, you kind of are, dude. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you, you can do some shit. And- Speaking of, all right, fuck these guys. Speaking of a lot of money and corrupt organizations, have you watched any of the World Cup? Um, I have a little bit. Did you hear the daily episode regarding I did, this? yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I want to talk about. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I cannot condone such, such blatant fucking corruption. Uh, well. But the, 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 the main question... I guess is like is all of that shit worth it, you know? Like the fucking all I gotta say is wire no, fraud, no, no money fucking laundering, fool. no fucking that <laughs> <laughs> racketeering. Well, look, is look, it really look, that look. bad? I mean, in this case, this like in this case, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what they were doing was illegal, technically. Like, yes, it was like bribery, right? Just like common bribery, common bribery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this happens in all business, I think. Yeah. Um, Clearly, the uh, the the council of twenty two. <laughs> I, I I was just wondering, how do you get appointed to be on that council? How Seriously. do you how do you end up there? Because ba- basically, what happened, people, was that you know the World Cup is in Russia this year. Uh, that was granted to them over ten years ago or eight years ago. Two thousand ten or something. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it was a little longer. Right? And basically, if you're a city and you want the World Cup to come to your city or your country or your country. You put together a bid, and that says, like, we have these stadiums. We're going to do this. It's going to be dope. We're going to have, like, da-da-da-da-da. And so it was basically came down to London, 
uh, or br- br- uh, the UK, the United Kingdom. Yeah, which was apparently like a favorite. Cause... They were a high favorite because they have all these dope stadiums. Yeah. And they pretty and much the wouldn't need to do anything. Exactly. It would just be like, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> they could like turnkey the World Cup. And then at the last minute, like over the last few months and years, it just started tilting towards Russia and they got it. And then it turned out that it was all because the 22 people who decided had been bribed. Yeah. Millions of dollars. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the way it is described is fucking hilarious in some ways of like, well, what's meeting like an underground bunker in Zurich. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is like, even like, Strange they're doing shit shit like more legit than the Trump administration is like, they're actually trying to hide shit better than these guys. Although they got busted. Yeah. What what I thought was crazy is how they're, they're actually intertwined. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Christopher Steele, dude. Yeah. 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 So basically, there's some some of the same people who have been caught up in the Mueller, you know, uh, investigation, investigation, yeah. and the brouhaha with the Russian involvement in the 2016 U.S. election. election. It makes sense, yeah. Are involved in the FIFA thing. From Damn, years Russians ago. are just what the fuck? They're just cold. They have no feelings. They don't and they give just... a fuck. They just focus on Russian prosperity. Ruski. <laughs> hey, so, I, yeah, I mean, it's all money, dude. They got fucking billions of dollars of oil money. Fuck. And, and what, I mean, basically, this is all trending. This is, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and reference that book I referenced a year ago. People, please, if you haven't read it, go read the book On Tyranny by Timothy Snyder. Lessons learned from the 20th century. This is basically people like trying to become, you know, like tyrants. This is like people trying to become Mussolini or Franco or Hitler. Basically people who want to run an entire fucking country and eventually the whole fucking world. That's basically like, you know, fucking uh, Putin is a tyrant. Like he runs Russia. And part of him doing that was getting the fucking uh, World Cup there and the Olympics fucking two years ago. That's crazy, yeah. Sochi or whatever the fuck that was, the Winter Olympics two years ago. All money, all one dude, all powerful, and that's what Trump wants to be. But he's fucking being played like a motherfucking <clears throat> fucking thrift store we'll see, fiddle. Soon enough, hopefully, all this shit comes to light. Like you said, just a bad hemorrhoid. Uh... So, yeah, uh, Mexico, um, congratulations. It's pretty dope that Mexico is winning, though. Give props for that. They beat Germany. That's right, yeah. Yeah, you that were is, sleeping. I was sleeping. Were you really sleeping, or was that just a fake post? It was a fake post. Ah, you but... son of a... People don't believe what you see on I social media. I actually wake up super early, which is hilarious, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, think anybody, I don't think anybody would actually believe that you wake up super early, but yeah. you do. Yeah, you go to bed really early yeah, too. Yeah, I'd be like texting this fool at like ten oh one and like, <laughs> hey, sorry man, I was asleep. But he replies like at five thirty and shit. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> um, uh, that is uh, funny that the fucking Mexico team is sh- having. This is just gonna make Mexican people more depressed when they actually just like shit the bed whenever that might be. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. But we made it this far, you know. What I, y'all made it this far. I'm not gonna include myself in, in. You're not part of that. I'm not part of this, this shit. Well, you know the big thing that's happened in Mexico this weekend, right? The elections. Are yeah, dude. Yeah. That's Sunday. what we. That's this is all distraction. You know Sunday, what I'm man. Sunday is the election. It's gonna be a fucking shit show. Yep. 
A real you think fucking... it's bad here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like people be like, you know what? When people regarding the border issue, they'd be like, "Well, they take away the kids in Mexico or da 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 Mexico." Like, yeah. Do you want to be like Mexico? <laughs> like, that's not. That's like the worst. Like fucking like lamest excuse ever. Yeah. The whole point is we're supposed to be better than that. Exactly. You're like what? Like no. That's shut the fuck up. Like if we if if that's the comparison, well, of course. You find a better uh, role model. Like yeah. Atlantis or something. Atlantis. <laughs> Some fake um, society that had it all figured out. What is Atlantis. that? What is the? What is that place called uh, with the blue? The, Aslan. The Navi. <laughs> Wakanda. Wakanda. Aslan. No, uh, what was Hollywood? It, was it called where where the Navi are from? The Navi? Uh, oh, shit. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, James yeah. Cameron movie? Yeah. What's that movie called? I forget. That's hilarious. What the fuck is that movie called, people? Where are the Navi from? It starts with like a, a P or... Um, God damn. Why can't I remember this? Um, where are the Navi from? Wiki. Where are the Navi? <laughs> I'm all like, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> damn it, Siri. Where are the Navi from? I'm... I don't know. They're from. It starts with an A, maybe. Damn it. Avatar. It's Avatar. They're from Pandora. Pandora. What's going on? Can you hear that? The, the no. Shit. What the fuck just happened? Sammy's keyboard broke. Technical malfunction. It's still registering on here. I can't hear it for some reason. Anyways, so Pandora, yeah, uh, man. Congratulations to uh, Mexico, our fucking brilliant soccer program that exists there. Um, Yo, something something happened on that Germany game, man. They were turned up. Yeah, they were running around like fools. Maybe it was like just um, on a sort of meta- metaphoric level, they were just like you know Germany, fucking Hitler fucking white superior germany's a beacon of, <laughs> beacon of hope now now they are after uh you know their little their little hiccup in in history <laughs> <laughs> a, a modest hiccup uh uh you know the decade kind of, of genocide exactly oh my god but if i knew about soccer you know i would um comment on what as to why they won but it's just Mexican people are better. That's they were I'm running saying. around like crazy. <laughs> I was like, these people, like, normally I'm like, these guys look like they were out drinking last night. Yep. Like, they ate, like, you know, a bunch of fucking, you What know. the fuck do they even, they have in in Russia, just, like, fish and vodka. I, I mean, and hopefully they got some shit imported for that or something. I mean... <laughs> But I always wonder, like, you know, like, the Mexican team, like, does the does the chef, like, make them, like, chilaquiles for breakfast yeah. or, like, or do they just, like, because, honestly, like, Mexicans don't eat healthy, dude. Yeah. they the, the guys on the team probably do. They probably. I don't know, man. They're probably, like, on that Whole Foods vibe. They'd be, like, acai bowls in the morning. Hey, yo, I started uh, doing some dope <laughs> bowls. You want to hear about my bowls real quick? I, I, I discovered a Wee bowl. Bowls? <laughs> weed bowl. <laughs> I do a fucking a strong bowl of weed in the morning. <laughs> there you go. You don't want to hear about my bowl, but I'm feeling good. <laughs> I haven't lost any weight, but it makes me feel. Good. Was that the Joe Rogan? What does he do? What does he eat? The alpha fucking. <laughs> the alpha? I don't know. I, I think it's like alpha meal or something for dudes who are just you hella just... alpha like Joe Rogan. <laughs> 
Yo, I eat the alpha and the omega, dog. <laughs> the alpha and the beta. I eat the pussy and the ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's filthy. That's filthy. No, dude. Fucking, we're talking like. Just pure fucking uh, no, dude. protein. Nah, nah. I, I, tried, uh, I discovered um, these bowls that this, this, um, that's this guy, his name is Mike Dolce. And he does the the Dolce diet, and I start, I did it for like a week or two, but then I started traveling and I fell off it. But the breakfast part is easy to do. He basically does these bowls that are like a little bit of oatmeal, some buckwheat, hemp seeds, uh-huh. act, or hemp. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's hemp hearts. Yeah, hemp hearts, <laughs> something like that. And then uh, chia seeds, and then you throw a you throw a fucking fucking big ass spoonful of almond butter and some coconut butter. And basically, you feel really full, but it's got like it's like high energy. So normally, if I eat like bullshit for breakfast, like yeah. at eight, then by like ten thirty, I'm like hungry again. Yeah, I want like something else, so I eat like an unhealthy snack or something. But if I eat one of these bowls, not only am I full until like twelve thirty or one, but I also take a fucking dope shit somewhere in the middle. I'm like nice. that was tight. That shit just hell yeah. I don't know if we got some sound effect for that. I'm adding oh, it. Hold on. Nope. See, sale. You ain't even gotta like think about it. They sale. Man, I don't know if we're getting these sound effects or not, but they're registering. We just can't hear for some reason. Anyways, I recommend the Dolce Bowl. Fucking poo it out for all you. uh, Putin it out. Putin. What else is on the list? What else is going on in the world? Looks like you watched uh, Hereditary. Some crazy movie, some horror movie. <laughs> that was very dope. Uh, I actually, haven't seen it. after I thought about it, like I, I really liked it. You change your tune on it That's a cool. little bit. Yeah, uh, the ending was aight, but overall, yeah, it, it is a fucking definitely. If it, it's pretty pretty brutal, hmm. uh, I haven't seen a Tony Collette. Such a beast actor. God damn, that is just like how the fuck do you? You know, people. I think when you think of actors, you know, sometimes you're just like, all right, they're fucking, you know, self-serving. They're fucking crazy. Some of them aren't that really that good, but when it's done in the way that Tony Collette acts in this fucking movie, you're just like, goddamn, you know, fucking props to her Hmm. to um, being able to just because, like, even I'm not not very familiar with like, you know, like a, a like a shooting set. Mm-hmm. Where there's like you know fucking like Dude, a dozen you, you people. You were on the set of Moss and the Power. Dog. <laughs> what are you talking about man. Talking but about. we we didn't ever do any like fucking like you know drama. Drama. Man, which... maybe we have a different different definition of drama. <laughs> but to think of yeah, someone having to act like that in front of fucking like a dozen people or more, and with all that shit is just like super fucking tight. So yeah, I guess you should ch- you should definitely check it out if um. It, it is kind of like a horror and I'm like not necessarily like a don't follow that genre. I'm not like a horror film guy at all, but it was definitely just from a filmmaking, you know, what seeing the shit come together like that is very, <clears throat> very dope. Hmm. Um, I'm going to check it out. It's funny because I watched Hereditary like one night and then I saw Won't You Be My Neighbor like the next night. What is that? Is the that Doc- Mr. Rogers? Doc- yeah, it's the new Mr. Rogers documentary. So it's like. How did how that make you feel? It was all right. I was did not. Did you a, ever actually watch? That no, shit? I didn't. I didn't either. I wasn't. Uh, That's some white people shit. Yeah, like some neighbor shit. 
Um, but yeah, he was a seemingly cool ass dude. He was kind of. We hated our neighbors. <laughs> I don't know anything about once you be my neighbor. No, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Turn the stereo down. It was more like. Uh, Go inside. Mow your lawn. They 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 show a clip of the of Eddie Murphy as like Mr. Robinson oh. <laughs> in the SNL. Yeah. And uh, apparently he didn't think it was that funny. He was just like a really like genuinely seemingly fucking nice ass just white person who was like a fucking pastor. And he was a pastor? Yeah. Or he uh, was a at one point he was. But then he he was he's basically like a like the good version of a Joel Osteen, like yeah. a genuinely good person who was trying to just yeah, fucking talk to kids, bring some shit. He's, he always felt a little creepy to me, man. He really wasn't. I I can see that, but after watching his documentary, I was like, oh damn, he was really about his life. He did not fucking uh, you know, he was not like a Jared Fogle on the he low. He was in a molester. <laughs> you would think that, and people that are just like so obsessed with children. Uh, but he seemed to be a genuine, genuine dude. Huh. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you like kids? It's fucking weird. Um, yeah. All right. So you watched Once You Be My Neighbor and Hereditary. Hereditary. Did you finish watching Vida at all? No, I haven't. I'll probably check it out tonight nice. or something. Yeah. I got That's pretty out. good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I, I I watched uh the rest of Handsmaid's Tale. Nice. Which you need to watch, dude. I give you my Hulu pass, Fuck. dude. Yeah. That shit will keep you watching, dude. <laughs> and that, because that's like, I I was telling Larissa last night, Leo, this is what Jeff Sessions and Mike Pence Wish. want. <laughs> this is what they want, man. Yeah. And and it's kind of weird, you know, it's set in this like dystopian future when like people can't reproduce as much. Uh-huh. So there's all these problems with basically people like fertility becomes like a big problem for hmm. the population. Shit. And so these women that are hand handsmaids, they basically are fertile women and they they pluck them, they take them away from their families and they make them the child bearers for the leaders of the country. So you have these guys who are like, uh, you know, basically it would be like Jeff Sessions and Mike Pence. And like with their wife, these guys can't, like their wife may be infertile, but they place a handsmaid in their family or in their whatever. Uh And then basically the man tries to get the the handsmaid pregnant. And there's Mm -hmm. these scenes basically like when they're fucking the handsmaid, the handsmaid's lying in bed and getting fucked. But the wife is holding her her hands. What the fuck? So basically, like, if you can imagine, like, the the wife is sitting in the bed, and then the handsmaid is like on the edge of the bed, and with her head, the handsmaid has her lap in the wife's her head in the wife's lap. What the fuck? Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah. So you have someone sitting in bed, and another chick is lying in bed with her basically her ass and her vagina at the edge of the bed. And her head in the wife's right, lap, right, right. and the legs are up, and the husband is fucking the handsmaid yeah. while the wife watches and prays. Huh. And then that's probably a porn genre already. Yeah, I'm sure they've <laughs> I'm sure they've redone that Got as a cold. porn. Yeah. But basically, I told Larissa, did you hear the caliphate thing on the daily? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, it's like that. 
because in the in in ISIS, they're trying to recreate. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that sort of shit where yeah. basically like they take some sort of weird bi- biblical shit, yeah, Old Testament sort of shit, and they use it, they twist it to justify some really fucked up shit. Right. So these guys like, you know, they're like, "Blessed be the day" and all this shit. There's all these weird sayings what in Handmaid's Tale. I thought that yeah, I thought that show was set in, but it, it's a. Uh, dystopian i thought it it's, was i thought it was set in in like 1800s no 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 fuck. dude it's set like now or fuck. like 10 years from now i see i see but the the world has gotten a little crazy because for whatever reason whether it's like genetics or whatever people are starting to not be able to reproduce as much i see yeah, and then some yeah. crazy shit happens where this new government in in the u.s takes over i see and it's called the gilead fuck. and so they form a, a sub government within hmm. the u.s where they kidnap the women who are For fertile. Fuck. And and that's the whole thing. So Elizabeth Moss plays a handsmaid. Right. And like she but she has a daughter from a previous you know, from her real marriage huh. from before Gilead was formed. Nice. That sounds dope. Yeah, I didn't I, It's I didn't fucking it crazy, dude. That's what Jeff a... Sessions want. You you fucking religious people, is that what you want, really? You want you wanna be fucking you want to be raped? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, you brought up the caliphate and the fucking ISIS, and they're trying to recreate like 7th century when whatever the fuck yeah. Muhammad was yeah. actually living in. I, th- I just think it's very hilarious that there's that they say that, but they're just like also very active on Twitter or like, if you really, really want to recreate, drop all your shit. Yeah, d- put down your uh, semi-automatic weapon. Exactly, uh, yeah. Don't drive a car. Uh, yeah, get, enough, turn off your internet. Really, that sounds really dope. I actually had not. I didn't know the actual premise. It's and, fucking um, dope, dude. It's really good. We reminds just, me of um, uh, Children of Men. Is it? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Although this obviously goes like some other levels with shit that's yeah, going yeah. on, but. Nice. Yeah, um, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you my pass and you can check it out. So we've been watching that. Um, trying to wrap up Westworld. Last night I was like, I just need some levity here. So I watched like three episodes of Silicon Valley. Nice. That shit is funny as fuck still. It gets a little repetitive, but I think it's funny. Yeah. It's good. Um, what the fuck else did I watch? Um have you heard of the Keepers, that Netflix documentary? Uh uh-uh. uh. It about? is fucked up beyond all reason. Slash not really. Yeah, it's a documentary. Yay, let's watch it. <laughs> it's a documentary about um, basically like rapist Catholic priest uh, in yeah, Baltimore in the 60, late 60s, 70s, 80s. And yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those documentaries that's like super infuriating to watch, you know, because you're like, how people are this fucking evil and got away with it for so fucking long. And you know, said this, you know, fucking a lot of times on this shit, but... Um, there are people who, you know, legitimately use like religion, whatever it might be to, you know, be better people. And, you know, they, no, they're all evil, <laughs> but you're the institutional, but you're the insti- all evil. The institution behind it is just very fucking frustrating. Why like, do you need religion to be a good person? Well, it, I think people use religion is just a version of like the, some sort of like, I think ritual has to do a lot with it, of course. Why? Why do you need ritual to be a good person? Because you just need that. You you want to think that there's something bigger in the world, and that why they, they don't need that. You, I mean, I tell you, you know, like when Ethan died, I was like, "Fuck, man, Ethan, you were fucking dope, dude." 
You were awesome. You lived a dope life. You left a good example for your daughter. Yeah. I love you, dude. But you you just went the way of that squirrel that I saw on the road, man. That's how I believe. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm just like that squirrel. Yeah. If I get run over, I mean, why why am I any different if I get hit by a car and die? Like, no, they don't need to have some religious. The, the, the point no I'm trying to make is that there are people who are legitimate, like, believers. And they, we like what you're describing, I think other people do in terms of being a good person and some people just culture i think it has a lot to do with fucking culturally you know if like you grew up a fucking catholic or jewish or whatever the fuck then uh culturally you know it has a lot of significance too and and it's it's uh. i don't know man i don't know like ethan was like hardcore catholic i didn't grow up anything but catholic i thought it was jewish. i mean jewish yeah. he was, was hard you know he grew up in a very strong jewish household but i think like he like Jews don't even they don't like I would look this up actually when I was writing the fucking thing I was yeah. like do Jews believe in heaven yeah <laughs> or what what is the thing you know yeah. and basically Jews are like they're kind of non-committal yeah. they're like yeah. there might be a heaven but there also might not be but <laughs> if Sounds you're like yeah Larry David came yeah up with that shit. but if you're gonna go to heaven it's probably because you're a good person on earth so you might as well just be a good person on earth because maybe you'll go to heaven. Eh, you know, yeah, but basically, you know, they're 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 not doing it because like the way like you know Catholicism or yeah, these other yeah. like you must be good or shit. Just like, just be good, and maybe something good will happen of it. Yeah, and if not, who cares? At least you're good, and people are good to you, and they'll remember that. For like, sure. But I mean, I, I'm not gonna say like you're weak if you need religion or whatever, but I just don't think you really need it. You just fucking if you're a good person, like people will be good to you. That should be good enough. And people will be like, oh, well, that's what Jesus said. Doing to others is what you want done unto you. But that's fucking common sense, man. Je- Jesus was dropping common sense. That's yeah. not like anything special. Absolutely. And I think, again, instati- I think when people, you just can't give, in, in terms of this documentary, is like you just can't. your child perversion documentary. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, you just can't give people fucking uh, power, absolute yeah. power. And in this documentary, basically it talks about how this fucking priest in Baltimore, you know, was the fucking archdiocese of Baltimore. His brother was like a sergeant in the Baltimore PD. Ugh. So there was just some truly horrific shit happening. And the fact that the church didn't fucking stop it when they had plenty of evidence. It's like, that's what's annoying, of, of course, of, of, of basically of people like the Catholic Church, the archdiocese, these people who they basically want to paint this picture that it's like, oh, we can do no harm. We're like this absolute power. We don't do anything wrong. But it's ironic because they're fucking full of people who are fucking flawed. And they're going to just do some really fucked up ass shit. And then they try and cover it up. Whereas, like, I just, my question would be is just like, why can't something like the Catholic Church just say, we're fucking wrong. This person is a bad person. We're going to fucking let the fucking uh, government actually. Because like you were saying earlier, there's. (laughs) Go to jail. Because like you were saying earlier, there's, there's power involved. There's yeah. power and there's money, because I mean a you could be like it, yeah. you could be like well the Catholic Church from what I've heard before maybe this is just like a bullshit cliche but I've heard that the Catholic Church is the largest landowner in the world, the real estate holdings of the Catholic Church are matched by no one else. Fuck. So the Catholic Church could like end world hunger by selling all of their stupid fucking churches, and like just if the Catholic Church knocked down every single one of their churches and sold the real estate. You could probably solve a lot of problems. Yeah. But that, but that, you know, 
they, they, you know, there's, they don't want to give those up. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of beautiful statues. There's, there's a lot of stained glass you'd have to clean up if you did that. Yeah. But there's a lot of money involved, man. A lot of money and power. And like, I mean, obviously there's a tradition and there's people who still believe in it. And like, you know, they start fucking crying when they see like a fucking uh, tortilla. <laughs> that, yeah. You know, they see the speaking uh, of the miracle of, yeah. of the cheeseburger and or the Cheeto, the, the hot yeah. Cheeto that looks like the virgin. <laughs> I don't know, man. But anyway, so if you're trying to get fucking pissed off at uh, the level of depravity that fucking humans are capable of, watch The Keepers. <laughs> <laughs> the Keepers, uh, available on Netflix. <laughs> uh, well, we'll take it back. Uh, we'll end with uh, an R.I.P. to Coco. Yeah. The gorilla who <laughs> knew sign language. I don't know why I put this shit on there. <laughs> no, man. Coco like, knew how to communicate with humans through sign language and yeah. through art. There's actually a, a kind of a creepy uh, piece of footage in that Mr. Rogers documentary because I, I guess what? he went and he talked talk with to Coco? Coco at some point. And they're just wow. like fucking kissing each other oh. rolling around. <laughs> oh. That's kind of weird. bestiality type of shit. Yeah. But, and then there's, there's a video of Robin Williams talking yeah, to Coco. Yeah. Apparently, I heard one time that uh, there were two employees at the whatever they call it the the Coco House. Yeah, who sued the their employer? They worked there. They because Coco used to really like nipples. Yeah, I heard that. That's and, right. And he these female he would ask the female employees to show him their nipples. Damn. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. <laughs> so even animals are savages yeah. and want to see nips. Yep. Um, I mean, he's probably just, I don't know if he's going to do anything. He just wanted to see some nipples. Yeah. He didn't, they didn't have the internet back Such then. Fucking primal being. Yeah. What's wrong? It's okay for nipples? him. But for us, we're civilized. We can't do that shit. We can't, uh, we can't masturbate in front of people. Speaking of, <laughs> that's a great segue. That's a great segue, Sam. But no, rest in peace, Coco. That was a dope experiment they did here in the Santa Cruz mountains. Shit. That's Stanford. right. Um, yeah, he's in love with the cocoa. Rest in peace. First, fucking my generation. I feel like is Harambe, who was just like a average gorilla. But uh, Coco, the previous generation, they had a, they had a real one that passed away. <laughs> and speaking of peeping toms and perverts, uh, we'll save it for the next one. We're fucking kind of running long. Here. All right, all right. Long we'll long save that here. great story for the next one. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah podcast number six zero this my podcast number six zero thank you very much for joining us we apologize for dipping for a week or two but uh as you have heard today things have been busy on the life front we promise we'll be back next week with another one and uh yeah please remember to subscribe on there it is itunes oh what happened Fuck. sorry yo there we go yo we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Please remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, and YouTube, if you will. Um, and uh, if you really give a shit, check out our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash desmadre. And please leave comments and share with your friends and family. Uh, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck you if you support him. And uh, cheese up, hose down. That bitch can't swim, she about to drizzle.